0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of wrestling from the crowd my name is ray and this is something a little different this is wrestling from the crowd extra so i just finished watching Clash of champions and let me tell you probably one of the worst pay-per-views i've seen all year i was not a fan of it there wasn't really anything that really intrigued me besides the roman match and and the starting ladder match other than that the show was a total disaster some of the matches were boring some of them were flops sloppy There was even two matches that was canceled for some odd reason. They say they weren't medically clear to compete and that was Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross. So the whole card was just in the air. It was up in smoke. So I guess WWE was just coming up with anything on the fly. So we're going to start off with the kickoff show. We seen Lucha House Party versus Shizaro Nakamura for the tag team championships. Now I thought Lucha House Party was going to implode in this match, but they didn't. They looked really good. I want to point out that there was a spot in the match that I really liked. Kalisto had went for a dive on Cesaro, but Cesaro catches him. Then, Lince Dorado comes and hits his suicide dives. And as he's doing the dive, he pushes Kalisto to form a DDT on Cesaro. So, I thought that was a pretty good spot. They also worked really well together. I thought Kalisto and Lince Dorado were going to fight multiple times during the match. But they didn't. They had frequent tags. They had great tag moves. But we have seen Cesaro and Nakamura, they were in control for most of the match. Kalisto uh, and Lince had a little bit of a, a but other than that wasn't anything major Cesaro and Nakamura they retained the win via uh, Cesaro's swing and Kinshasa combo I thought that was pretty unique after that we seen the main show this the start of the whole thing they started off with the triple threat ladder match let me tell you, this is probably one of the most unique ladder matches that we've seen in a long time so I'm sure that they went over this a bunch of times so we seen Styles versus Hardy versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match they used the ladder match early on in the match styles basically had control from the beginning of the match he was knocking Sami Zayn down knocking Jeff around Jeff in this match sacrificed his body so much and I'm gonna explain as I go through the details of this match because I want to break down this match just a little bit but I feel like Jeff Hardy should not be sacrificing his body like that one he started off the match really sloppy he looks like he could barely move and I think that this match is gonna take a toll on him just like all the other ones did so I think Jeff should consider stop taking these risks with his career. I don't think that it's necessary for him to do that anymore. He's done what he had to do. He's made his legacy. He doesn't need to keep sacrificing his body. But, the match spills out to the outside. We've seen a sequence where AJ Styles had Jeff Hardy against the barricade. He goes for the phenomenal forearm off the steel steps, but misses. Jeff Hardy ends up running back, hitting the poetry in motion. And then, Sami Zayn comes out of nowhere and hits Jeff Hardy with the haluva kick. Now, they tease Sami Zayn winning this match so many times in this match you don't know how many times the announcer said Sami Zayn is gonna climb the ladder there's no one around and there's either Jeff Hardy or AJ Styles comes to stop him then we seen Jeff crash and burn on a spot we seen Sami Zayn picking up the ladder I believe Jeff Hardy was supposed to crawl to the other side which he did he made it to the other side but when Sami Zayn lifted the ladder fully I think it was supposed to stay on the corner turnbuckle but it ended up slipping off and Jeff Hardy took a nasty spill and ended up getting hit with the ladder I thought he was really hurt there. I, I'm pretty sure they practiced that, but in, in this sense it didn't turn out okay and that could have really hurt Jeff's career. Then after that we see Jeff recover for that, don't know how. He hits a swanton bomb off a ladder onto Sami Zayn who's laid out across a ladder. This guy is risking his body and let me tell you that didn't sound like a really light swanton. That sounded like it was heavy and it had the intent to hurt. All three men could barely stand, all three men were hit with ladders, suplexed on ladders, back splashed on ladders. You can see the results and the damage of this match on all three men. Then we see Sammy reach into his jacket pocket. He pulls out handcuffs. So now Sammy's using handcuffs. So now he goes to Jeff Hardy and he puts the handcuff through Jeff Hardy's earlobe where he puts that gauge in and then he puts it on the ladder. So now Jeff is handcuffed to a ladder by his ear. Then he goes in the ring, puts the handcuff on AJ Styles. AJ Styles then battles him back. I thought AJ AJ Styles was going to put the handcuffs on Sami Zayn at this point. I thought that's where they were going, but they didn't. So AJ Styles tries to put a move on Sami. Sami ends up clipping the handcuffs to himself. I don't know when he did it throughout that move, but he was able to. So AJ tries to climb up the ladder and he notices he's handcuffed to Sami Zayn. So he beats him up. Then he carries him on his shoulders up the ladder. We see a Jeff Hardy come back in the ring with that ladder still on his ear and distract AJ Styles. But smart as he is sammy Zayn had the key the whole time so while they're fighting on the ladder sammy Zayn is uncuffing himself then he grabs the titles so now we see Sami Zayn become the intercontinental champion for real now he doesn't have to walk around with the gimmick of i've been the champion but at the end of the day he never really lost it he lost it because he was away due to covid so now he can walk around with his title instead of jeff's title which he calls the fraud title so i'm glad to see See that they went in the direction of Sami Zayn winning this match. I thought this was a really good match. I thought it was probably one of the most creative ladder match finishes that I've seen in a long time. I think that putting the ladder and the handcuffs through Jeff Hardy's ear was a fantastic play for Sami Zayn. I thought the spots of this match were solid. You know, it did start off a little sloppy, but they got it together. All three men gave it their all, and probably one of the better matches I've seen. So now we just gotta wonder what's next for Sami Zayn. Is someone else gonna challenge for the title? Is AJ? or Jeff Hardy gonna get a rematch I'm pretty sure Jeff might get a rematch because of the title clause you know when you lose a championship you're automatically granted a rematch so it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with that story after that we've seen a backstage segment with R-Truth he's in a disguise he looks old he's walking around like a little hillbilly he was on a kickoff show talking about he's looking for gold and JBL just looked at him like what are you doing but little Jimmy his imaginary friend brings him into the referee room by accident he tries to leave the referee room but a referee follows him next thing you know in the background we see drew gulag doing lunges in the hallway and i'm like drew's about to take advantage of this. drew then rolls him up truth loses the title and drew gulag becomes a new 24 7 champion we all know our truth we all know he's gonna get it back this guy has held this title like a thousand times this is just our truth's title no one else's after that we see selena vega versus oscar for the raw women's championship oscar started off this match toying with selena vega she didn't take her as a threat at all she didn't look Scared. she don't look nervous now Zelina looked good in this match she was like a little firecracker and I like that they gave Zelina the opportunity to showcase what she can do now she didn't have like super super offense but she was giving Asuka everything she had she was focusing on an arm she was putting Asuka in locks she was countering Asuka she even hit like a crucifix on the ropes I thought that was pretty cool of her she can do a lot you just gotta give her the chance to do it but we've seen Asuka pick up the win it wasn't really a long match It was pretty fast. I believe it was probably like six minutes. But Asuka put on the Asuka lock and it was over. After the match, we've seen Asuka say the same thing I just said. Zelina Vega, she was wild. She was a firecracker. She's small but dangerous. Asuka then extends the hand to her. Zelina Vega says, no, 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 no. Then she bows. Asuka then bows with her as a sign of respect. Then Zelina Vega attacks her and leaves the ring. So I don't think these two are done yet because Asuka at the end of the match seemed very pissed. She was yelling in Japanese. So I don't think these two women are done. I don't see anyone else fighting for that title right now. There's not really anyone else. I don't think Natalia or Lana. Maybe Mickey James again in the future, or maybe an Ember Moon if she comes back. Apparently the draft is in October, so maybe someone else can come over to the brand and give Oscar a run for her money. But for right now, I'm okay with Selena Vega. After that, we see an Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship match. Now I didn't expect this match to be super fast-paced. It started off very slow. They were both technical. They were both trying to show their power. You know, Apollo can fly, but he's a power guy. He's built and he moves at his own pace. We've seen Lashley dominate most of the match. It was pretty much all Lashley from start to finish. Apollo did try to come up with a good flurry, but ended up getting put in a one-handed spine buster and then submitted by the Hurt Lock from Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley retains. Now, I want to point out that there was no retribution. There was no Cedric Alexander. I don't know why there was none of those things. Maybe Cedric had a reason on why he wasn't there. But Retribution should have been there. They're feuding with the Hurt Business. They got beef with the Hurt Business. That would have been the time to pick at the Hurt Business. I don't know why I didn't capitalize on that. I don't know what WWE was thinking. But I would have had Retribution attack him after the match. Or give something. They could have cut a promo on them. They could have gave us something with the Hurt Business and Retribution. They're probably going to save it for Monday. Just like they do everything else. They give you half stuff. And then give you everything else on Monday. After that we've seen Angel Garza and Andrade versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Now, we've seen Andrade and Garza beef over the last couple weeks, but in this match, they look really good. They also said in the promo earlier that Zelina was in the past. Now they can focus on winning what's important and that's the Raw Tag Team Championships. This match, I expected to be one of the steals of the night, but it wasn't. We've seen it get a little sloppy. We see Montez Ford failed to tag Angelo Dawkins like three times. He wasn't even at the tag rope. He wasn't even at the turnbuckle. The referee was like, Hey, do it again, do it again, do it again. It took him three times to tag in Dawkins, who came in with a flurry. After that, we seen another fail spot by Angel Garza. He tries to give Montez a Spanish fly, but ends up missing, but he still sells it. Then we seen Garza go for a double knee stomp like he always does in the corner, but he ends up hurting himself. We see the referee put up the X. To be honest with you, I don't even know where he hurt himself. It didn't look like he hurt himself, but when he was standing up about to give Andrade a tag, he was struggling to stand. And that's, I guess, when the referee noticed like, okay, he's really hurt. He tags Andrade. He crawls out to the outside. Andrade comes in. He gets his little flurry. I believe then Montez counters him at some point in the match. They tag in Dawkins. Dawkins does his frog splash. Gets a near fall. Then Andrade gets up. He runs at Dawkins. Dawkins hits his power slam finish. But then the referee counts to three when Andrade kicked out. That was such a terrible finish you seen Andrade kick out we all seen Andrade kick out even Angelo Dawkins knew when Angelo Dawkins knew that he kicked out because we all did we all seen him kick out at two Dawkins face was like damn this guy is still going like what do I gotta do to put this guy away and then when the referee counted the three and said the match was over Dawkins looked so confused like what just happened so Dawkins just looked upset and I knew that this probably wasn't supposed to happen they probably did it because of the fact that Angel Garza was hurt but I think they threw this match Out the window. This match could have been so much better. I I was really disappointed in the outlook of this match. I think this should have been one of the steals of the night because both of these guys, oh, but all four of these guys are talented men. They've all wrestled each other before. They all have chemistry. This should have been a steal, but it wasn't. It was just sloppy and it was just a terrible finish. I couldn't get behind it. I hope Angel Guards is okay. I heard that it's something in his thigh, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see the reports. After that, we had a backstage segment with Drew Gulag. He was just telling them how he stumbled across getting the 24-7 championship and how was lucky that he was doing lunges in the hallway. Then we see Truth coming from the back. He hits Drew Gulag with a pan and pins him to win back his 24-7 championship. So again, we see that our Truth is once again the 24-7 champion. Even Michael Cole says it. He says, we see Truth again for the 100th time win this championship. And I also thought that was something pretty funny. Drew said in the interview, he said was evil by a shark like i said last week i just think this is dumb i think that these 24 7 things are just silly and i don't like them and i don't really care for them but they're trying to push them in everybody's face so you have no choice but to watch it so we'll just have to see eventually will the 24 7 title stick around how long would it last is it going to last a whole nother year is it going to last a lifetime the hardcore title lasted a while and then it was gone so i'm assuming the 24 7 will just go away eventually and I hope it does. After that, we see Bailey cut an in-ring promo. She talks about Nikki Cross being unable to compete tonight. She says she got a whole new gear. She's not able to now use it because the fact that Nikki Cross is not out. And she said that she wanted to see if Nikki Cross could beat her without her useless Sasha Banks around. Then she says she's going to hold an open challenge. No one wants to come out. Up, ding dong, close it. So now she tells the ref, raise my hand. I'm the champion. I win by default. And then the most disappointing moment of... Of the night to me. We hear Oscar's music. Why do we hear Oscar's music? Why am I saying Asuka again? Why couldn't a, a, a NXT superstar or another female on the SmackDown Live roster come out and take that challenge? SmackDown has a lot of talented women. We could have seen like uh, Lacey Evans. We could have seen Alexa Bliss. We could have seen people take that opportunity. We could have seen Tamina, even though I wouldn't want to see that. But there's other women who are deserving on that roster and then it just gets over. Overshadowed by Oscar, so Oscar rushes down to the ring to Bailey. The referee instantly starts the match. Then they announce that it's a title match. So they're like saying, "Oh, Oscar might be Oscar Do straps." I don't want to see that. I already stated I don't like the double title thing. This match was terrible. It was nothing. We seen Oscar and Bailey fight for all of one minute before Bailey hits Oscar with a chair to get DQ'd. So Bailey's still the champion. But then after the match, we see Sasha Banks come back and hit Bailey with a chair. I. I still think it's a little too soon I just wanted her to intervene in the match like cause a distraction so she could lose the title not fight yet but she did a good job on playing that neck injury so I think she's good on that part so we see Bailey then hit Sasha Sasha plays on the neck she goes in the ring Bailey's about to hit her with the chair again and Sasha banks kicks her knee and then kicks the chair on her hand then she beats her with a stick. we see Sasha then look down at a beat and Bailey who's holding on to a chair Sasha then steps on it and she looks at her like you know what you use this same chair to hurt me I'm gonna hurt you with this chair and as soon as she lifts up that chair Bailey just jets out the ring and runs away so they're teasing Sasha coming back I don't think she should come back right now I think it's a little too soon I think they should play on this story just a little longer have Sasha just like cut promos or like cause distractions or something play her music during a Bailey match or something I think it's too soon for them to fight after that we have seen the co-main event we've seen Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Now, everyone was looking forward to this. I was looking forward to this because the storyline was so good. We've seen these two men just viciously attack each other every week with RKOs, punt kicks, claymores. We've seen it all. So this match was a quick start. These men just instantly started fighting. Orton attempted a punt kick so early, but then we see a hand. And I'm like, whose hand is that? And we learn that it's the Big Show. The Big Show then takes Randy Orton outside the ring and choke slams him through the announce table so I guess what they're going for is like the ghost of Christmas past like all of Randy Orton's past victims are now coming back to haunt him and that's the direction they're going for in this match we see Drew take control after that then the men finally move towards the ambulance I thought it was gonna be a while before we seen the ambulance get involved in a match but it was not that long Orton then takes control by attacking that injured jaw both men then fight inside the ambulance I really thought this was gonna be a quick match because they were both in the ambulance. I was praying it wasn't because the whole night felt rushed. So I was praying that this match wasn't rushed because everything else was rushed. Randy Orton then takes a Glasgow kiss from Drew McIntyre, who we see lean against the door. Drew McIntyre then sets up for Claymore to hit Randy Orton's head through the ambulance door. But Randy Orton moves and Drew McIntyre Claymores the door off. So you can imagine how much force is in Drew McIntyre's kick to kick that door off. Now, I don't know if the door was already off the hinges just a little bit but it looked pretty good to me so I got I got sold on that one after that we seen the fight spill backstage we seen Christian attack Randy Orton like I said the ghosts of Christmas past they're all coming back to get him for some reason a referee tries to stop it this time I don't know why the referee tried to stop it there's no DQ but Christian got his beatings in so I'm sure they're happy well Christian's happy that he got his licks in after that we seen them go right back outside of the ambulance orton then slams Drew McIntyre's head into to the windshield and his back. We've seen that the lacerations from the glass cut Drew McIntyre's back. You can see Drew McIntyre was bleeding from the back. Then we see both men proceed to climb onto the top of the ambulance where Randy Orton then kicks Drew McIntyre off the ambulance. Then Randy Orton turns around. I'm like, why is he turning around? There's probably somebody behind him. And then he gets sweet chin music by Shawn Michaels, another one of his victims. After the sweet chin music, Randy Orton was dazed. And then Shawn Michaels just shoved him off of the ambulance. So we've seen three people already that were in attack. I'm waiting for Ric Flair. I was waiting for Ric Flair. And even with all these interferences, all these attacks on Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre was still unable to take control of the match. We've seen Randy then throw Drew McIntyre the ambulance. He was going to shut the door, but Drew McIntyre stopped him. He comes back out. He hits him with a claymore and then throws him inside the ambulance. I'm like, oh, okay, now it's over. Drew then hesitates and he's like, mm, I don't think I'm going to shut this door. He opens the door again, he puts Randy at the edge, and he delivers a punt kick, and then shuts the doors to retain his WWE Championship. So we don't see Randy Orton become the 14-time World Champion. We don't see him be tied with Triple H as the longest reigning WWE Champion or the most WWE Championship wins. I thought it was a decent match. I thought it was one of the better matches of the night. I just didn't like that there was so much help to Drew McIntyre. You know, it doesn't take away the credibility of his Championship reign, but people are going to say, and even Randy Orton's probably going to say on Monday, he had help. He couldn't do it on his own. He can't beat me by himself. And I'm sure it's going to spark another match like when it did with Edge and that had the greatest wrestling match. I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to blame everything on Shawn Michaels, Christian, the big show. And it was insult to injury for Drew McIntyre to win the match using Randy Orton's own punt kick. I thought that was a great finish. After that, they panned to Drew McIntyre. He holds up the title. He's still looking at the ambulance. Then they panned back to the ambulance and guess who's in the front seat of the ambulance rick flair drives the ambulance off he gives us a smile and the ambulance just goes forward so we've seen everybody that drew mcintyre attacked in this match they played it the way they played it it was okay i don't think i would have wrote it all like that i would have never involved anyone else i would allowed drew mcintyre to do it on his own maybe after the match you could have had all these guys beat him up i don't think that it showed that drew mcintyre could do it on his own even then he didn't capitalize On any of those opportunities, but we see Drew McIntyre. He did pick up the win, so it's interesting to see what's gonna happen next with that story. Are we gonna see Randy Orton fight a Christian again? Is he gonna fight a uh, Ric Flair? Is he gonna fight a Big Show? I'm pretty sure he's gonna fight Drew McIntyre again. Just look forward to it. Now we move on to the most anticipated main event of the night, the greatest story WWE has to offer right now. It is Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso for the Universal Championship. Championship. Now, we've seen this story play off for so many weeks. This story has been amazing. The buildup has been great. I've been looking forward to this match all night. I, I wish that they would have just skipped to this match. I didn't really care about anything else. But this match started off with the test of strength. Jay Uso, he's trying to prove himself to Roman Reigns. He's trying to prove himself to the family. So he's trying to test his strength for Roman. But Roman is just throwing him around. He's putting him in the corner. Roman was really vocal in this match. I think he'll Roman vocal is fantastic. I felt so in tune with this match. Just hearing him like, I'm the tribal chief. You're not. You'll never sit at the head of this table. I love that about Roman Reigns. I love that they gave him that freedom to speak during his matches like that. We also seen Jey Uso vocal as well. He even countered the move by Roman Reigns and started dancing. I think that really pissed off Roman Reigns. This match was all Roman. Roman was the dominator of this match. We all knew that's how it would be. Jey Uso did, in fact, have some offense early in the match. but well, Roman Reigns just kept shutting him down. Every time we thought Jay Uso was going to get a flurry, he was going to get insane, he was going to get hyped up, Roman Reigns just shut that down. And Roman Reigns wasn't holding back. He was throwing these vicious smacks, these vicious punches. He was trying to prove to Jay Uso that he can't sit at that table. He can't sit at the head of that table where Roman Reigns is. He can't do it. So that was Roman Reigns' goal tonight. We seen Jay Uso mount some offense late in the match. He counted the spear and then he hits a super kick into his Uso splash to get a near fall that was like one of his top moments he also did some suicide dives on Roman he was pretty hot for a while they gave Jay some five minutes of offense and I thought that that was good that they didn't show him just getting beat up the whole match but we seen Roman after taking that Uso splash he got pinned by Jay Uso he kicks out but as he kicks out he raises that arm to Jay Uso's crotch area and intends to low blow Jay Uso which he did and he had a sinister smile on his face and then when he got up he speared Jay he said I told you you should have just took the payday and laid down now we all knew Jay Uso wasn't going to lay down he's fighting for something that means the world to him he's fighting for his family he's fighting for his wife and kids we knew he was just going to lay down and let Roman Reigns just walk all over him but we've seen Roman Reigns just give him a vicious beating he's then talking to Jay he's like say I'm the tribal chief if you say I'm the tribal chief it'll be all over and then he spears him again then he drags his lifeless body to the camera he says tell the world since you don't want to say it to me tell the world tell the world that I'm the tribal chief Jay then says no not today Oos and then he continues to beat him up some more but then Paul Heyman interrupts and says you're the tribal chief you're the tribal chief Roman Reigns says no I don't need to hear it from you I need to hear it from him and then he goes back to beating up Jay the referee then tries to stop the match Roman Reigns says what are you doing like do you know like this is my ring I got you this job I could take it away from you you just better sit down and let me do what I do Roman Reigns heel work is fantastic right now in this match the ref is just scared in the corner he goes back to Jay Uso he pummels him some more the referee comes back he checks on Jay he's like Jay you want to give up Jay's like no 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 Roman then looks at the ref and he's like didn't I just tell you to mind your business to stay over there and let me do what I gotta do he even says this is nothing I've been on him since we were kids and that that's probably true they probably have been fighting a lot since they were kids they did grow up together but then you know it got to a point where jimmy jay's brother couldn't take it anymore he couldn't watch his brother get beat up anymore and he was tired of it so he came down limping we see that jimmy uso has an injured leg and now we know why he's out if you didn't know why he was out because i didn't know why he was out we seen him hold a white towel in his hand he's telling jay he's like you don't gotta prove anything anymore Uso. you good you good. Jay says, no, don't you throw that thing in. Roman Reigns, that looks like Jimmy. He's like, if you get your ass in here, I'm going to beat you up too. And Jimmy's confused. He don't know what to do. His brother's telling him not to throw in the towel. We see Jimmy also show some emotion. He looks like he started to cry a little bit. Then Roman Reigns just continued to beat on Jay in front of him. And that's when Jimmy knew that he had to throw in the towel. So Jimmy throws in a towel, giving Roman Reigns the win. And after he throws in a towel, Roman Reigns is still beating on Jay. So Jay's like, stop. this, stop him, get him off him. And the referee's like, I can't do anything. So Jimmy runs in the ring and jumps on top of his brother, taking those punches. Roman Reigns then stops because he sees like, okay, like he's done. He's had enough. He stands up. Jay Uso is, he's down. Jimmy is like, you're the tribal chief. We're family. Uso's like, why? Like, why do you have to do this? You're the tribal chief. That's what you want. Now just leave us alone. We were supposed to be family. And that was such an emotional match. Like I believe they developed such an emotional storyline and I loved every second of it then Roman Reigns acts for something that Jay Uso came to the ring with it was like something that was around his neck I guess it's something tribal to them something Samoans wear I'm not really sure of it but he tells Paul Heyman to grab it and Paul Heyman then puts it around his neck and he raises the championship and that's how the match ends so that match was so fantastic the storyline everything that that match gave me I was so into it that I went back and I watched it a second time and I was like this is probably one of the best work that David has put out in a long time. Roman Reigns as a heel is fantastic. Jay Uso, I know this propelled his career. Jay Uso has some good promos throughout this storyline. I don't know if they're going to continue it. Maybe they will. I'm not sure yet. Maybe they could do something with Jimmy. Maybe they can do something with Jay again. They're going to keep it going. Maybe he's still going to try to fight for his family. He's going to try to prove himself to Roman Reigns. But that was a fantastic match and I couldn't ask for a better ending to a really crappy show. So overall, the show wasn't the best show. I feel like every match was rushed. I feel like some matches were really sloppy. I, I'm tired of seeing Asuka. They could have gave that opportunity to another woman in the back. I hopefully they see that someday, that they need to stop clinging on to one superstar and they need to extend it, give other people a chance. Hopefully they see that. But the stars of the show for me was the Roman Reigns Jey Uso match. And I'm not gonna lie, the Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, they had a good story, so I was interested. So it was basically our two main events other than that we didn't see anything else we've seen we just know that we didn't see any fiend tonight we didn't see alexa bliss i'm sure most of these matches are going to carry over to raw or smackdown i'm pretty sure zelina vega and oscar are going to fight again on raw for the title it's written all over that match now we just have to see if some of these storylines continue or some of these storylines end on raw and smackdown but that's just my analysis of the show tonight i hope you enjoyed it if you like class of champions let me know on twitter at wrestling from because i didn't you'll see all over my twitter feed that i was just disappointed with this show all around like i said thank you for watching this has been wrestling from the crowd extra my name is ray have a good morning good evening and good night no matter where you are thank you for listening.